Welcome to our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you're here. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about Jesus loving God and serving each other. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com and find us on Facebook at Clemson Foothills Church. At CFC, we're just a group of people following Jesus and helping others do the same. So hopefully this podcast will be useful to you. Now let's dive into the episode for this week. So, boy, we're going back a few weeks. We have been plowing through some things the past month and a half or so. I mean, really going through a lot of things, really with this heading. Like, what did he mean? It's so easy. I think it's probably a normal, like, response. Like, you go to church and... And the assumption is you must know already what Jesus meant or what, what God meant. And that's just it's not accurate, right? I mean, this is why um, even like what Christian was talking about is, is uh, man, this is, this is a lifetime of being taught and trained and learning. And if you've had a church experience where you have uh, been a part of a group, that that whole group had figured it out already? Well, listen, welcome. You're a part of a group that hadn't quite figured it all out yet, okay? And that's okay, that's that's the way it's supposed to be, but we have to ask ourselves, what did he mean when he said these things, right? He said a few things that we've talked about already when he talked about the gospel of the kingdom. And um, when I say we've been plowing through these things, I, I feel like, we're going to have to, and, and me for sure, like my instinct oftentimes is like, okay, let's keep going. Let's go really quick and let's get this right. Except we all know as human beings, it takes time, right? I, I thank God that we can be in a community where even God is patient in going, okay, like there has to be time and space for my people to learn how to do these things, okay? And how to, how to repent of these things. But we talked about what did he mean about the gospel of the kingdom and being born again and when he said, follow me. And last week he said, go and make disciples. Well, what did he really mean by those things? And you may, if you've been here the whole time, you may find yourself kind of like, well, I'm kind of like at that place where, where I want to enter the kingdom but I hear what Jesus taught as well, that, that this isn't about like saying a prayer. This isn't about just like accepting some kind of forgiveness. Man, this is about dying and dying to all of the ways that we think and all the things that we do and all the humanistic things and, and, and enter the kingdom by being born again. You, you may be right there and, and just listen, keep marinating in that, okay? Just listen, keep keep marinating in this, okay? You may have, we may have come to last Sunday and you would have felt like I am so overwhelmed with the idea of going and making disciples and what does that mean? And, and my goodness, could, like, in our zeal to want to, and this is good zeal, okay? It's like, there, there's a heart of, like, we want to embrace what Paul said, where he's like, man, I want to win as many as possible. And that's so good, right? But we can't make a more efficient system 
to achieve that end, okay? Like there isn't something, and I, and I fear that that has been the story of even, even evangelical Christianity, which is, man, how many people can we put in seats that will then accept Jesus, and then that's making disciples, and God, no, 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 there's, there's more to this. It's understanding like this picture of the kingdom. And so you may be utterly overwhelmed because perhaps you want there to be like a very neat list of like what are the three or four things I need to do. And Keith, if you could give me the exact scriptures to tell people. Yeah. Except we won't do that. Amen. Okay, because here's the thing is, is you, we will be able to do this when they're lived out in our lives. Okay, like I don't need a menu. Like there, there doesn't need to be a scripture menu when it's what's inside of us. And, and I'm not talking about, man, when I become a Bible scholar. No, no, no. Listen, there is very simple understanding of following Jesus and entering this kingdom and helping others to do the same. Okay. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, okay, here's what ends up happening. And this is totally fine. You may go, man, Keith is so terrible at this because he's not communicating this in a clear enough way for me. That's a-okay, except I'm telling you this, keep going to scripture. The truth of the matter is, is I don't communicate as well as Jesus. All right. Listen, if I could do it better than Jesus, something would be wrong, okay? But here's what we all get to take home with us every single weekend. We get to take this home. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's one of those things. I get it. We can go, oh, man, but I don't know. I knew this one dude. I used to be in a church where, man, he was so good at it, and I knew exactly what to do, and I took my three points with me at the end of the day, and I, I was so doing so well, okay? I'm like, amen. What's stopping you now? Okay? If you're feeling overwhelmed, understand something. We're wrestling through these things. Right? If you're here to get like the easiest thing boiled down in the simplest way and spoon-fed, right? that isn't doing anyone any favors. Because amongst us here, I like we have elementary school students here and middle school and high school and above. And here's the interesting thing. In our elementary schools and middle schools and high schools, they're asking our kids to understand things. that are fairly complex. All right? In high school and in college and in the real world, your jobs are asking you to do things as adults that are really complex and complicated and difficult to wrap your arms around. And you know what's interesting is, is we engage our brain and we realize, man, God gave us this thing that's really, really cool and it works really, really well. But it requires some effort. It requires effort into these things and beyond our Sundays and all of these things, okay? Last week, we read this. Jesus said this. And and, and by the way, he meant it. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That's fantastic. A lot of us, you memorize that. Some of us, that may be the only verse you know in the Bible. Okay? But, but here's, here's the deal. Just like I've asked you before, okay, is 
is let, let the past kind of like be the past. Okay? Here's what we're not trying to do. I know as I get older, here's what I've learned about myself. That I've experienced things as a disciple that are better than they are today. That, that's what I think. I go, man, you know what, man? I remember you've heard plenty of preachers say that. And I remember. I remember, man, when, boy, it was so different. I remember when people were like so loud. And I remember when there was lots of people becoming disciples. And I remember, and we, we quite honestly fantasized about how great it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and here's what we can do is go, let's get back to that place. If it even ever existed. Okay. And again, I'm not saying that things, good things didn't happen. Yeah. I'm saying we have revisionist history, all of us, individually. I don't care what church grew up in. It's always like the older I get, the more I'm like, man, you know what? It was better. I'm going, you know what's interesting? I don't remember living it out and remembering it like there was like this lack of problems and everything was like <laughs> Jesus himself just like sprinkling his spirit dust all over the place, you know? If, if good things happen, that's great. We're not trying to go back to recreate something that happened in our history. Would you be open to God doing something new in, in our world? Yes. I hope so. In a new way? You mean in the ways that we didn't do it in the past? Are you open to that? Would you be excited about that still? You know? But the, here's so that's what I'm asking us, all of us. Let the past be the past. Okay? Let the past be the past. Our goal in this is not to go, man, you know what? You know what was great in 1997? It was great. <laughs> it was awesome in 97. I'm going to tell you. Okay? It, it was, it was, I'm going to tell you, man, in Tallahassee, it was awesome in 97. <laughs> and then, you all know what it was. You know why? Because God was there. It was awesome where you were, too. <laughs> all right? But, but here's what can happen is, let's be open to God working in a new way. Okay. In, in our world today. Okay, and I'm not talking about like, listen, don't read into something like that. No, oh my goodness, what has happened to Keith? <laughs> he has lost his mind. No, 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 no. Okay, but what I'm saying is let's, let's, let's move forward. Let's move forward on this. But here's, okay, this is why I want to slow down today, right here, right now. All right, because we've covered a lot of things. And a lot of core principles in Jesus' ministry. And one of the greatest tendencies of all of us in here, and, and I'm saying that from this standpoint. I'm talking about our, our Clemson Foothills Church family, okay? Is as we're going through this, here's what I know, almost exclusively. People are like, yes, I want that. I want to do that. I want, I want the kingdom and I want to the God, I want the, to live the gospel out and I want to make disciples, and I want to do that stuff. All of those things being true, all right, there still is this fatal flaw in all of us to want information or to, or to consider information alone as actual action and transformation. Right? You have to have information, okay? Like, that has to happen. Right? But... But if we, if we stop at the idea of going, we've covered some really great things. And 
Maybe we're at the place going, I agree with all of those things. That isn't discipleship. That still isn't discipleship. Okay. And it's important to know that because those are one, these are one of those little, like, really silent things that can camp out inside of us. And we're going, but I have more information and I understand something more and all of that. But remember what we're talking about is we're asking by the Holy Spirit living inside of us that, that we're actually conforming our life, that we're being transformed actually into the likeness of Jesus. Right? Think about that for a second. Like this is what this is what is incredible about having the Holy Spirit is we don't stay the same. There's a conforming to actually the person of Jesus and how he thinks and how he feels and how he lives in this decision making process. All of these things are happening. And so I want us to be aware of this. OK, and I want to look at a couple of verses that I hope are going to be helpful moving forward, okay? So Ezekiel 33. Um, this is... I'm pulling this out, okay? And here's part of the homework is that when we take this home is read a couple, maybe a chapter before and a chapter after. Read more than just this section. I'm pulling this out, okay? Because none of us want to be here for the next three hours. Okay, but we can take our Bibles home and we can study these. Ezekiel, but as for you, son of man, okay, so I say he's telling Ezekiel this. As for you, son of man, your people who are talking about you by the walls and at the doors of their houses. Okay, this is a, a portion of Ezekiel's ministry where kind of word was out of like, man, Ezekiel's saying some things. And the people weren't like running from him as a prophet. They were like, hmm, let's go and listen to what he has to say. They say to one another, come and hear the word that comes from the Lord. They, what? They, they, were, they were like spreading the word. Hey, guys, Ezekiel speaking. Come and hear the word of the Lord. They come to you in crowds and they sit in front of you as my people and they hear your words, but they don't obey them. All right? So it just, for they talk lustfully and their heart is set on their own advantage. Realizing that to them, you're like a sensual song, a beautiful voice, and a skilled musician. That sounds like somebody that is really like easy to listen to. Like, man, I love just this man is speaking. And, and right, let's just gather ourselves as the people. Man, that is Ezekiel speaking. And oh my goodness, he is like, it is beautiful. <laughs> and it is sensual. And it is like music to my soul. And that is incredible. And at the end of Ezekiel's message, preacher Ezekiel, great message. Awesome job, Ezekiel. They hear your words, but they don't obey them. When all this comes true, and it certainly will, the things that he had written prior to that, then they will know that a prophet was among them. So begin building this with me here today, okay? Is this idea of uh, the little silent killer of gaining information, but it doesn't really go anywhere from that, okay? And then start, you know, when we look at the exiles here that God is speaking through Ezekiel, and he's saying, man, they're coming out and they're listening. But the listening isn't, there's not a connecting point to the idea of them going, well, now what? 
Ezekiel just said this thing. Now what? Like Ezekiel is saying these things and get this idea here at the end that they, they were just like, Ezekiel's a good dude who's saying great things. And they weren't necessarily looking at him as a prophet of God necessarily. Okay? Speaking God's word. Since they talk lustfully and their heart is set on their own advantage. It's like there's a, a way they're listening. And the listening is something I think we all can relate to, right? I mean, there's we have opportunities so often now, just through our own, like, the way God has brought technology forward. Man, we, we have an ability to listen to some incredible messages and teaching. And, man, we have at our fingertips the ability to listen to just amazing men who are, like, bringing the word of God to us. But isn't it easy to sit there without there being any kind of change? Like, I'm still really about me. This is what he's saying is, is the people are coming. But really, as they listen, they're appreciative of the word. They're moved by the word. They want to hear the word. But at the same time, kind of stuck with, but I'm still going to do what I want to do. Like, I still have what I want in mind. I think we can all relate to that to a certain degree. Right? This isn't, again, this isn't one of those things like, oh my goodness, how dare you ever allow this to happen to you? But in a noisy world that we live in, this is kind of a byproduct of a noisy world. Because, wow, man, think of the number of things that we can learn. The amount of information that we can like, like, like gain in a given week. And it's really easy to go, wow, I know so much more now than I did last week or the week before. And I really like X teacher or Y teacher or whatever. And there's this idea of going, but now what? But now what? Right? Isaiah 29, you can turn there. Those letters are have it small for you. 13 through 16. The Lord says, these people say they're loyal to me. Right? Do you get this idea that in the history of God and people, us and God, do you get this idea that there's, there's a real draw to say things to God yet not really be thoughtful about what we're saying. Yes. I think that is. I think that's like fairly, I think that's like low-hanging fruit, okay? It's one of those things where I think we can all assume to a certain degree that this is pretty easy for us to fall into. Okay. These people say they're loyal and they say wonderful things about me. So stop. Just let that register for a second. It's like my people—they say that they're loyal. That they say wonderful things about me, right? That—that's kind of the joke of church, right? Is you know, people can go into church and we can sing like "Lead Me to Calvary" without thinking that we're actually asking God to actually do that. And actually even considering that he, he will do that. Right? And, and maybe during the week, boy, it's going to be really, it's going to be 
that may be the thing we fight against and we forget, oh, I was singing for like five minutes that you lead me to Calvary. God, why are you doing this stuff in my life now? <laughs> well, I thought you were telling me. Ask it. Like, no, lead me to Calvary. Right? Like, there could be an idea of us saying things to God that we don't go, oh, he actually hears it. And he's going to go, oh, okay. Yes, in a good way. Yeah, they, okay. All right? He said, they, 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 they say they're loyal, but they're really not. He said, their worship consists of nothing but man-made rituals. Yeah. Right? And you can look in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 15. Jesus actually quotes this to the Pharisees because he said, you guys are so scared of abandoning your traditions that you actually will disobey God in order to maintain your tradition. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I mean, that's, that says a lot, right? I mean, right there is, is, is the disobedience of God in order to just keep our kind of man-made things. Therefore, I will again do amazing things for these people. An absolutely extraordinary deed. Wise men will have nothing to say. The sages will have no explanations. It's God's He's telling you in the very near future, okay, he's saying, I'm going to do something that's going to be absolutely unexplainable. Like, nobody is going to be able to understand what I did, and it's this huge thing with the Assyrians, but it's uh, without no explanation. And those who try to hide their plans from the Lord, they're, they're as good as dead. Who do their work in secret and boast, who sees us? And who knows what we're doing? And your thinking is perverse. Should the potter be regarded as the clay? Like, that's a metaphor for us to stop. Okay, has anybody ever seen a potter make something out of clay? Yeah, you've understood the idea, probably. Okay, it is the idea if you have this lump of clay and you have this potter and he gets that puppy spinning and he makes his little, you know, whatever he's going to make, whatever the potter's going to make. Okay, and so we're meant to stop because this is a very like silly, almost idea of going, whoa, when he's saying that it doesn't make any sense to live in a way and go, well, but, but he's not going to see what I'm doing. He doesn't really know what's going on. He can't possibly know where I am. He, he can't do these things. He said, well, that's perverse. Should the potter be regarded as clay? Should the thing made say to its maker, he didn't make me? Let that picture sink in. The, 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 the thing that's made, should it say, okay, he didn't make me. My silly brain, okay, my silly brain is this pot was just made going that dude didn't make me okay there's a lot of metaphor of the, the, the potter and the clay and it's always silly because it's like how silly is it that this clay pot that was made could turn around and say to the potter you didn't do this it's meant to go, this is crazy. It's meant to be a simple metaphor to go, wow, okay, you mean we do that? You mean we do that? You mean that we go to God, okay, as, as the clay, and we say, you'll never know what I'm getting away with. You can't see me. You don't know me. You don't, like, 
could you actually do that? All right, it's going, that would be absurd. It's as absurd as Clay telling the potter that he didn't make him. Okay? Now, now these are things, I'm just going to say, we're going to have to take this home with us and place this on top of the lives that we live. And the thoughts that we have and our decisions that we make, okay? And we're going to have to look at it and go, am I, the, am I the clay that's trying to tell the potter, like, what's your problem, man? Like, like, why aren't you doing what I want you to do, okay? And let the absurdity of the metaphor sink in. I'm going, oh yeah, that's crazy. The clay doesn't tell the potter what to do. The, the roles get reversed here, okay? Who knows what you're doing? He said, uh, or should the pottery say about the potter, he doesn't understand <laughs> Okay, it, it, that makes me grin a little bit because I think in my the picture the, the picture in my brain is is this clay jar going. He, he doesn't understand. <laughs> that is the silliest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But it's meant for us to go. Oh, man, we can do that, and, and we can every step of the way. And as we're even talking about the gospel of the kingdom, and as we're talking about following Him and being again and, and the Great Commission, we can go, God, you don't understand. You, you don't know me. No, no, no. Things can't change that way. No, no, no. You don't understand what would happen if I actually obeyed you here. And, and, and allow the metaphor to sink in and go, come on, Clay. <laughs> Stop talking this way. Clay doesn't do that. The potter is going, no, listen, I'll make you into something. That's that's what God is saying. I'll make you into something. Right? Do you remember Moses having this conversation? Moses, when, when, when he sees the burning bush, he's having some interaction with God, he's going, but I, I can't speak. Like you, you, you missed it, some other guy. But it's not me. And he's like, but who? Like, I formed your mouth. If you think, like, there's no way I could ever accomplish the life that God is calling me to in his kingdom, we have to remember who the potter is. And go, oh, you mean he made my mouth, and he made my tongue, and he made language, and he made muscles, and he made a brain, and he made all of these things. And so, just like a potter that can go, man, if things need to be adjusted, the potter can go and reform that puppy. Okay is really allowing this to happen, okay? Of realizing like, okay, are we getting stuck in this right here? Daniel chapter nine. Okay. Well then, what could we possibly engage in to turn the ship a little bit here, okay? What, what could happen? Because here's the deal: is is like, like I'm not sure. Like I, I don't know what, where you're settling in on this. But, but there's we're having like a seizing epidemic. <laughs> if people start passing out, just stay easy, okay? But but like the ship has to turn. 
right? The, the, the ship has to turn. We've got to be turning here. And so here's the interesting thing, and, and you can read this in Matthew chapter 6. One of the things that Jesus says after he goes through and teaches about um, anxiety and worries and all these things, he said, here's what I want you to do. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Like, that's a promise. Okay, it's the idea of man. Okay, that you okay. Seek first his kingdom, and and a lot of times it's the idea of going. Well, what does that actually mean? Like, how do I actually do that? Like, seek first his kingdom, right? And so I'm pulling this right out of here, Daniel nine. This is Daniel. Okay, there's all kinds of chaos going on. Daniel says, I turn my attention to the Lord God. To implore him by prayer request with fasting and sackcloth and ashes, and I pray to the Lord my God, confessing in this way. Right, let's stop for a second right there. Okay. There's the information stage of us learning. Okay. And then there's this time where there's almost never going to be a time, I would think, that we practice something and you do it 100% perfect the first time and every time that follows. Okay, that almost doesn't happen. Okay, is there's this time of wrestling with scripture. Okay, but here's the thing is, how many in here have wrestled before? <laughs> Maybe you've wrestled with your siblings. Maybe you wrestled in high school. Okay, most of us have been in a wrestling match of some sort, some way, somehow. Okay, is there's the side of things where you know what you're supposed to do. I wrestled in middle, I almost think this memory is true. Okay, are there ever things that you think back in the, and the more you tell them, you're like, I wonder if that actually happened. Does that ever happen to anyone else? Okay, because I think this is true. I wrestled in middle school. Okay. And, and here's the deal. It's like I learned what to do, okay? Like you you go out and you have to, you know, before you get started, the referee does all these things, okay? But there's something that happens from where you're sitting on that bench and you walk out to the middle, okay? That's not wrestling yet. Okay, wrestling is when man, the whistle starts. And all I remember after that is like my face in the mat <laughs> and then I was on my back like a pancake and it was over and I, I that's why I think I wrestled okay but that was actually wrestling all right here's what can happen sometimes is we can go man Keith, I need more time to wrestle with this except all we've done is ingested information okay wrestling happens not when we achieve the perfect outcome. It's when we enter into the actual wrestling match, okay? And so here's the thing. As we have, like, week by week, as we, as we have kind of, like, brought these things out from the scriptures, okay, is what has kept you, and perhaps it hasn't, perhaps this has been the norm, okay? But what has kept you from praying for God to form this in you? What, what has kept you from praying like, okay, God, put me in the middle of something right here to learn how to do this, All right? Here's what Daniel did. 
He said, I turn my attention to the Lord to implore him, to seek him, to, but how? By prayer and by request with fasting and sackcloth and ashes and confession. He says, oh Lord, great and awesome God who is faithful to his covenant with those who love him and keeps his commands. We've sinned. This is a vital part of the wrestling match. This is a vital part is me and you seeking him out in prayer and in fasting with requests and confession and obedience, right? We've rebelled by turning away from your commands and standards. Like we, we have to fill in those dots. But he's like, Daniel's like, I'm confessing for my people. We've not paid attention to your servants, the prophets who spoke by your authority to our kings, our leaders, and our ancestors, and to all the inhabitants of the land as well. This is, this is the thing. Okay. Now what? When we see the propensity for humankind, all of us, to listen and not apply. When, when there's a, a, such a temptation in Christianity to sit here and look really okay and not practice anything. When we're faced with that, and then we see, like in particular, this passage right here. And we see Daniel who's going, wow, we're, we're in a place right here. And, and this is what this is what needs to happen, right? Is I will turn myself to the Lord to implore him, to seek him, to seek his presence by prayer and request. Fasting, confession, obedience, right? All of these things. This is a process right here that we're talking about that can't be skipped over. Or else we're going to just want, like, give me a program to do. Okay? Rather than, for instance, coming off of last week. You know, go make disciples of all nations. Baptize in them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded the, the goal isn't leave here and do that perfectly. Understand right now, if you don't, shame on you. Okay, that, that isn't what we're talking about. But my question is, are we as a people entering into an actual wrestling match? An actual wrestling match of turning to God and going, this scares me. Like there are things that God calls us to that require me to go, God, you're asking me to do something that is really scary because I don't know what comes after that. It scares me because of what I think you mean. It scares me because of what I've seen, maybe. And the wrestling match become, but let me, let me come in front of you 
with prayer and request, praising Him, asking Him, confessing sin. Let me just tell you who you're talking to, God. Not somebody you don't know these things about me, but I'm a coward. I want to take the easy way out. I want to not have to do this. I want to look back and blame other people. I want to not, I want to do all of these things. And, and here's, let me just share with you what can happen in my week. And just let me confess and be a person who is seeking you through confession and times of fasting. And being aware of, wow, where are those times when I'm listening to the word of God and at the same time I'm going, I'm going to do my own thing still. Like I cannot be deterred from the plan I have for my life. Right? That, that's, that may be one of the hardest things to get across is we all have a plan that we have for our life. Like, I'm going to get my degree, and I'm going to get married, and I'm going to have kids, and I'm going to have all these things, and there's going to be things that I want, and things that I dream of having, and all that. And in and of themselves, there isn't anything wrong with that. And God may say, you can have all of those things. But this is the most difficult part. It's going, but God, I have a dream for my life. And there are certain things I won't leave for you. I will not leave for you. Won't be. Right. Now, understand something. My, my goal isn't to make this like, oh, he makes it seem like it's so hard. No, no, no. Allow this to take us into a time of wrestling. Okay. Of God, I'm scared because I have plans for my life. I have plans for where I want to live and how I want to live and what I want to do and who I want to marry and who I have those plans and I'm really, really, really scared of those not coming to fruition. I'm super scared of those things. But just God, give me courage to take a step that is in faith towards you. Like acknowledging these things, this is this is my biggest fear, and I think we can go on a whole other tangent just on the distraction that we have around us that doesn't allow us to look into this. But this is the fear. I went to church today, so I'm like, at least I'm better than most people. <laughs> like I did, okay, but but when I leave here, I'm not putting thought into any of this. And here's the interesting thing is, is it's not. That, it takes really almost no effort at all. Yeah. It's purely a desire. Is this what I want? I, I want the kingdom of God. Or, or if all of the little low-hanging fruit examples we can use of going, but what if you knew that you could go and find like a treasure right now, like on your property, like you knew it was there, how diligent would we be? Or if I knew like the person of my dreams is like right outside waiting for me or the, the job of my dreams is right out there. Like how diligent we can be and thoughtful we can be to take those steps. And then you have this idea of the kingdom of God and being diligent to go, listen, time has to be set aside for me to pray and 
give God glory and praise Him and have requests, but also be really honest about the idea that I don't know all the time how to do that. I don't know. All I know is, is what's in front of me that I see oftentimes is very scary. And some decisions might be really scary. But that's the great thing about the kingdom of God is he's saying that the kingdom of God is so incredible that nothing we desire here on this earth could possibly surpass that in any way. And it may take times of fasting, like actually not eating food, to set aside time of just of prayer, not to get something from God, but to unite with him in his body. Like, let's be on the same page with, with him on this. And so that's really where we come down to, well, now what? We've had a lot of information, and I'm sure you've had some thoughts, and different people have like pursue them in different ways. But this is the point we have to take a little bit of a pause. And now what? What is this looking like? Are, are, are we a people that there's gathering information and going, this is really great information. Well, that's real. What needs to happen? And then the bringing the community around us, like help me with this. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about us or have any questions, please visit ClemsonFoothills.com. You can also text Foothills to 94000 to stay up to date on everything going on here at CFC.